Welcome to Data Points, a podcast by InterSystems Learning Services. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. Links can be found at datapoints.intersystems.com. I'm Derek Robinson, and on today's episode, we're chatting with Michelle Spizak and Haising Pasten, two of my colleagues on the online learning team, for a look inside online learning. Welcome to episode 13 of Data Points by InterSystems Learning Services. Today's episode is the first in what may be a recurring type of episode every once in a while called What's New in Online Learning? The idea behind an episode like this one is to take a look behind the scenes of the online learning team as we build content and work on projects aimed to better equip learners of our technology. In the first half of the episode, I'll talk to Michelle Spizak, an instructional designer on the team, about the monthly learning newsletter. Then I'll chat with fellow course developer Haising Pasten about what his experiences have been since joining the online learning team after spending several years in the InterSystems Chile office working on track care learning and implementation. So without further ado, here's Michelle. All right, and welcome to the podcast, Michelle Spizak, instructional designer here at InterSystems. Michelle, how's it going? It's good, Derek. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We're uh, very happy to have you on uh, for a little bit different of an episode today. We're really focusing within learning services and talking about some of the things that we have going on. Um, so obviously, you have a you know a lot of different responsibilities in, in your role here at InterSystems in the learning services team as an instructional designer. But we're going to focus today on your role with the learning services newsletter. So first question, kind of just for the audience that may not be familiar with it and may not know what it is, tell us what the learning services newsletter is and why we began offering it in the first place. Yeah, so um, the newsletter is just basically a way for our clients and partners to stay up to date with what learning services is coming out with. Um, so on the online team, we're always coming out with new videos and learning paths, um, other things like that. Documentation has been working really hard to modernize their website um, yep. and make it even easier for people to find what they really need um, really right. quickly. And so we just want to make sure that people know about everything that they're doing there and then finally, um, in the classroom, uh, with all the changes that we've had lately um, with, you know, quarantine and policy changes um, at a federal and also local level, uh, we want to make sure that people know exactly what um, our policies are in terms of cl- the classroom offerings that we have right. and also classes that are coming up so that they know, you know, new ways that they can learn. And so once a month, what we try to do is put out this newsletter, just letting everybody know, you know, everything we have going on on because like I said, it's a lot. So yeah, yeah. And and I think that serves an important purpose because I think for a lot of developers and and users of of our software, they might group together all three of those groups you just said, right? Like classroom training, documentation, online learning, a little bit of a look behind the curtain, you know, those are different groups. And so this Mm -hmm. is an important, an important thing to consolidate information from those sources. So very cool. Um, so the newsletter started about four years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And so I know over time that's developed, it's gained some subscribers. We had a few things with like GDPR and you had to change mm-hmm. some lists, yep. lots of evolution over the course of time. But what are some of the recent improvements that you've made this year to be able to make it more effective for the for the recipients of that newsletter? Yeah, like you said, we've been doing a lot lately um, in terms of kind of 
uh, slimming it down, streamlining it. We used to include like pretty substantial descriptions of all the different resources so that people had an exact idea of what Mm -hmm. uh, we were offering. But we found that that's not really necessary for people to know whether or not they want to check out a resource. So what we try to do is make it um, as easy as possible for people to find, you know, oh, this is a video that I'm definitely going to want to know about. I really need to know more about, you know, fire APIs or whatever. Um, And so we've started really streamlining it, first of all, putting, you know, the the things that we think will be most popular up front. Um, And then also from time to time, we've kind of brought in another voice, like, um, for example, uh, Jim Breen, the director of Learning Services Worldwide, has provided an intro, um, just a little letter so that he can kind of speak directly to our clients and partners and say, like, hey, this is, you know, what we're doing. We know everybody's facing a lot of uncertainty right now, but, you know, we're trying to keep people informed about learning services and always bring new Mm -hmm. information to everybody about uh, our products and technologies. So um, that's kind of what we've done so far. Uh, In the future, what we'd really like to do is continue to modernize the newsletter, um, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of update the look and feel a little bit. So uh, subscribers will definitely start to see Mm -hmm. a little bit more in terms of um, fun features, new ways that they can engage with the newsletter instead of just, you know, reading it. Here's right. a way that you right. can interact with it a little bit more. So we're trying a couple different things, and it's panned out so far. Um, people seem to really be responding well. So, um, nice. yeah, hopefully that continues. Nice. Yeah, that, that's great. And I mean, I think for anybody who's familiar with the learning uh, website, it's you know there's a ton of content on there. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's lots of. Uh, past global summit presentations and videos and courses and you know just we have so so much content on there that sometimes it might not be easy to actually identify quickly like what's new like what mm-hmm. has changed maybe what's some new topic that I might be interested in so I think the newsletter is a great way to distill that for people to understand what they might be missing if they haven't been on the learning site in a month or something like that you know that's exactly it yep um, so speaking of that, with this month's newsletter, um, what are some of the cool things that people might be interested in? Some of the are there any ones that particularly jump out at you for content that you included in this one? Yeah, so absolutely. I mentioned, uh, you know, that we're trying new features to help people kind of get engaged. Um, one of the things that we tried this month is to and we'll we'll continue it in the future is to provide a spot for people to um, contribute what we're calling their quick wins. So Mm. little ways that they can, um, that they've found little tips and tricks that they've found that is helpful for using InterSystems products and technologies that they want to share. Uh, There's always space for this in the developer community, you know, to share your little tips and and tricks and stuff. But we would love to uh, start including some of those in the newsletter so that readers Mm. can get just, you know, alongside all of the updates about you know what we're doing lately here's also something from your peers who are saying Mm -hmm. this is how i've used intersystems technology um, to help me in my job right nice Um, so yeah so that should be uh, a fun thing that we're starting now um we'd love to get feedback on that uh anybody's stories out there um and then also there's lots of videos this month uh new videos about new technology that we think are is really going to help people um like intersystems reports um there's a couple of videos on provider directory um there's actually one use case video that's really cool uh that shows an automated receipt processor which might not be directly relevant 
to everybody yeah. in their position, but it's cool to see how people are using inter-systems technology mm-hmm. uh, right. in their own jobs. And maybe there are ways that it can spur on, you know, new ideas. Right. Nice. Nice. That's a lot of interesting stuff for people, both, you know, heavy users of, of our products and also mm-hmm. people that maybe are newer and evaluating mm-hmm. and just kind of looking at it and exploring it. So I think that's, that's exactly a lot it. of good yeah. content. All right. So last question, how can we subscribe to the newsletter? And also, what can we expect in the future from the newsletter going forward? So first of all, uh, to subscribe to the newsletter, um, we'll put a link in the show notes so that uh, people can just very easily just click to subscribe. Um, there's also a uh, little link on learning.intersystems.com. If you go there and just click learning news uh, on the home page, mm, okay. um, it's just a you know really quick and easy way to get there. So yep. we try to make it as easy as possible for people to sign up. And then in terms of things that people can expect to see, I touched on this a little bit. Um, We're going to be updating the look and feel again to just kind of modernize things, um, make it, you know, even more pleasing to look at every month. And then also uh, we're always looking for feedback. So if there are things that people want to see more of um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, new features that they think would be cool, um, we're happy to provide that. In the past, we've done kind of a who's who of learning services to let people see, you know, who are actually the people who are Mm -hmm. creating all of the material that they read. Um, If you want to see something like that or something else um, that you think would be interesting, uh, we're always looking for feedback again. So feel free to shoot us a quick email about that. Yeah, for sure. All feedback and all suggestions are welcome. So yes, absolutely. Um, So Michelle, thanks so much for joining us and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Derek. Thanks to Michelle for taking the time there. Next, we have Hai Singh. I recap Hai Singh's journey a bit in the opening question here, but he definitely has an interesting story. And I believe he's actually the first guest we've had on whose first language is not English. So lots of credit to him for being willing to join us. I think he did a great job. Here's my interview with Hai Singh. All right, so welcome to the podcast, Hai Singh Pasten, online course developer here at InterSystems. Hai Singh, how's it going? Very good. What about you? Pretty good. Thanks. And we're happy to have you on your first time uh, doing a podcast here. Probably a little blend of nervousness and excitement, I'm guessing. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> For sure. So to give the listeners a little bit of background, Hai Singh, you joined the team about a year ago, I think, or maybe a little bit less, uh, the online learning team here at InterSystems. Yeah, Is that right? in, in November. In November, it'll be one year. So, And you spent um, the past five years or so in Chile uh, at the InterSystems office in Chile. And you... Um, we're working on a lot of implementation stuff, being able to create training for the people doing implementations of InterSystems products. And one thing that you started to get into was learning services material in a way, but you didn't really have the budget for it in Chile, being kind of a one-man show. So tell us a little bit about what that was like briefly, and then also what it's been like transitioning to the Cambridge office, where you're actually now part of a full learning services team with resources and processes at your disposal. Yeah, well... Actually, I think it's a very huge change. I began with InterSystem in Chile, sorry, with Learning Service in Chile mm-hmm. with a zero budget, but it's just because I'm trying to resolve a problem with the training in Chile. Yep. Nobody yeah. are prepared to, to, to do the training in Chile. So I talked with my manager at the moment and we discussed about it and he told me that, yeah, go ahead, but I don't have money for it. <laughs> right. So, yes, I, I received uh, an offer for, um, it take a lot, maybe a year or more. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way I arrived to, to Boston. Nice. And it was very 
huge change because as I told you, uh, I, I never work with budget. Yeah. So here, for example, the thing that you have now, podcast, uh, the license or all this mm-hmm. considered like a basic thing. <laughs> I, I didn't have it. Right, right. Nice. Yeah, so so be able being able to leverage some of the software tools and and kind of things like that we've built into place that can make the job a whole heck of a lot easier than doing everything yourself from design to production to reviewing and releasing, right? Yeah, well, that's another big change for me because uh, all the learning service Chile was I. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so so now we have a very entire process. Uh, a part of someone can review your job. I think it's very good. Mm-hmm. For example, when we have the ID review or text review, people uh, that maybe don't know the product that you, the way that we know, mm-hmm. uh, see the video or see the script and and define if uh, it's understandable. Right. Or right. and actually for me, it's it's even better because you know I'm I'm not. Uh, my uh, English is not my first language. Mm-hmm. I, I feel very safe if someone sees my my job and and define because uh, it's not the same. It's mm-hmm. not the same when you talk or in your mind you think yeah. the the curse and someone read that sometimes it's different. Right, right, yeah. That was going to be one of my questions. With um, you know, you've mentioned before. You've you mentioned even before we started recording to me. You mentioned that English isn't your first language. So that that is one of the adjustments you have to make in this move to the the U.S. office, the move to a a team that is fully, really only speaking in English. And so it sounds like you kind of mentioned the text and ID reviews. Um, those are a couple things that are you know, course development lingo for us, but um, sort of the reviewing of the language and the and the writing in a video script that you might write or a course section or an exercise. Um, and it sounds like those are a couple of things that have really helped you as well. Yeah, well, I, I say that not only for me. I mean, I, I don't speak English. I mean, I speak English, but it's not my first language. Yeah. But even for the rest of the team, for uh, it's it's a good idea to yeah. have this process where someone can see your job uh, because not it's not just we are we are a worldwide company mm-hmm. uh, we need that our uh, job it's uh, sorry our work be very good and enough and if we need to review more than one time it's it's fine mm-hmm. right I think it, the process it's a new experience for me. But all this process was thinking in a way that all the all the parts are work together. Right. I, I cannot work uh, without the production team or uh, the people who reviewed our script or and so on. So yeah. I think it's it's uh, the most important thing about learning service and that it's we work like a team. Mm-hmm. And so, so it sounds like a lot of those things have been able to help, you know, take what you were doing before in, in as a one man operation, really, and be able to implement it and, and do con- and can kind of continue to work in the way that you really enjoy working, which is designing learning content and really pa- paving a path for a learner to understand a topic, but having a lot more processes and tools and resources and teammates at your disposal. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah. And and actually uh, another thing that I I think that we I can help I have uh, another view uh, because one of the things that most of the people say about the learning service is 
we work just for us yeah and uh, that i think that uh, had been my my value here it's uh, i always say that we are a worldwide uh, learning service yep. so we need to uh, be like a worldwide learning service so i have been helping with people translating some courses yeah yeah you know you know adding the closed caption in spanish uh, even I have been uh, like a connector with people in in South America, with with yep. the US because right. they, they contact me directly because yeah. it's easier. You know, it's not just the way that you talk. People in in you in Latin America know me, so I be a contact for for the rest of uh, the e-learning team. Actually, I speak uh, both. I speak Spanish and Portuguese. So people from Brazil have contacted me to to help them. Right, right. Yeah, and you're really kind of one of the only people on the team that has those connections to those areas of the world. So I think it's pretty cool uh, to be able to step into that role. Um, last question here, just kind of shifting a little bit to maybe some stuff that you've been working on recently, um, just to give a little bit of light into kind of, you know, we, we have a bunch of course developers in our team. And I think I'll... Some of them have been on this podcast before and others will be joining us in future episodes to talk about what they work on. As I mentioned, I talked with Michelle before about what she's worked on. So what's a recent project that you've been working on and are kind of really interested in and might be able to share a little a little sneak peek of, of why it's important and what's been exciting about it? Well, I my first course here was the Start and Stopping, the Hellcher. Yeah. I, I, I need to confess that I didn't have experience in healthcare because in Chile I work, I used to work with a tracker. Right, right, right. But I have been receiving a lot of uh, help from from you, from my manager, and and all the team to learn new features. And well, now yeah. I'm working to with the with healthcare too. And uh, well, my my. In, I currently working in provided directory, making a, uh, different uh, videos. Actually, I released the um, provided directory uh, navigation and search, nice. where I show how to move through the provided directory. It's a very overview video, but yep. it's the first step if you don't know or you don't familiarize with the program. Right. Nice. So we are going to have. The entire first steps for provided directory in, I think, in one month yeah. more. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. So good to see that after doing a lot of track care, you can dive into new technologies and new products and be able to learn from colleagues. And I think uh, it's one thing InterSystems does a great job of is having people within the company be uh, very willing to lend a helping hand and be able to help people get up to speed on a topic when they really need to. So that's great to hear. Yeah, actually, I I like to learn new features or new software. Actually, I I, I am very interested interesting in uh, learn about machine learning yeah. and uh, artificial intelligence. Right, right. And I I think it's a new f uh, thing that is it, going to be the future for InterSystem too. Definitely, I agree. So, hi, Singh Pasten. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, a little bit of a look behind the curtain at the online learning team and what's going on. Make sure to not only subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, but to subscribe to the newsletter Michelle talked about earlier. That'll do it for episode 13. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Data Points.